What's up, everybody? It's uh, Not So Gingerly coming back at you. This will be episode number four. I'm trying to keep track a little bit better of the episode numbers online, but who really cares? Um, I guess I kind of do. I'm really OCD about keeping things in order and knowing what my progress is or what I'm not progressing with, but it's just a little bit nice to be able to keep track of those sorts of things. It's been been a long night. It's been a long day. It just kind of ran into itself because the last night I didn't sleep all that well. Uh, I kind of ran out of all of my CBD stuff, so didn't have anything to help me getting ready to go to sleep, but all is good. I still got two hours of sleep, which before I even found CBD, two hours of sleep would have been a blessing every single night. But uh, yeah, got ready. At about 6.30, 6.45-ish, I've helped, not helped, but went with Becca to YSU. She helped me borrow her car for the day, uh, playing some disc golf, getting ready for league tonight. Um, Got to go pick her up around 4. I think I might be throwing a little bit more before I go pick her up, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, like I said, it's been... It's been a long day. Uh, as soon as I woke up this morning, I had a weird little inhibition to just like go check this online baseball card site and look around and see what was on there. And I had seen some packs that I thought I'd seen other places as well selling for a few bucks more than I had expected. So. After I dropped off Becca, I went to the local Target and Walmart and whatnot, and I was trying to see if they had the packs that I was seeing, because if I can make a few bucks here and there, why not? It's on your way home, just go ahead and stop, pick something up, make a few bucks, whatever. And I get home and I open them up, and I get a few decent cards here and there, and then not-so-decent cards, and then... By the time I know it, I am out of cards to open, and not really many of them are going to be able to resell for that much. It's not that big of a deal. It was like a $20 purchase, but I just kind of hate to start the day off with that kind of thing at 9 in the morning. It's it's a slow start to the day, but what are you going to do? Got to keep moving on. Uh, right after that, I posted a few discs on the Disc Golf Thrower Exchange page. I got a few discs sold on there, so... All is well, uh, keeping some positive progress going. Uh, My mom had texted me, I've been telling you guys about the AT&T job that I've been sort of pursuing. Uh, It's going to be a little bit easier once I get the car situation figured out, which is hopefully coming sooner than expected. But uh, yeah, I thought it would be a little bit easier with the car, but... My mom had sent me a text saying this person we know was the manager at the AT&T store right down the road from me. And I was like, okay, that's pretty sweet. Like, it's only a few minutes away. I already know this person. There's a good chance I'll get in. But turns out she's the manager for another location. So, I mean, it's all good. I have three references for AT&T jobs. Four, five, six references if I need them. Seven, I mean... I just worked for DirecTV two summers ago. I have a lot of people behind my corner if I need it, but 
I was just expecting. I don't want to get a job and then not have a reliable vehicle and then have to call off twice a week because the schedule wasn't what I thought it was going to be through other people's vehicles through the week. Um, I wouldn't want to do that to myself, to a company, to whatever. If I'm going to be working there, I'd at least like to show up when I'm supposed to, but this one might be so close that it doesn't even really matter, and I can, if worst comes to worst, I could walk there. I mean, it's that close, it's not that far away, but there's always people around me willing to give me a ride for a minute or two, but like I said, this car situation is about to get figured out, so I won't have to worry about that too much here in the short future, but all is well. Uh, keep moving forward. It's a beautiful day out today. I'm a little bit upset. We have a kind of nice porch. We On the first house I ever lived in, we had just a little porch. It was mostly just stairs and then a landing before you got to the front door at the split-level house. So we would hang out on the porch for a minute, but it wasn't anything worth sitting on. It wasn't anything you could even put chairs on and sit outside and relax on for a while. That was more of the back the back porch, but still, we didn't utilize that at all, so, the second house we got, there was no porch at all, it was just a really tiny house, third house, we had a porch, but we didn't really have furniture out there, but this place, oh my god, it's just kind of perfect as a front porch, got just a little, few little plants here and there, trees overlooking, but the roads are really close, and I wish I could just do my podcasting out there in the fresh air, just relaxing, whatever, but the car's going by once and once and again isn't going to be the best scenario for audio. You know, recently I've been using my Samsung soundproof headphones. My mom got these for me a few years ago at Christmas, and I love them. Um, they work great for sound. They work great for canceling sound that you don't want, obviously. And uh, I didn't know if the microphone would be working very well for it, but I listened to just a short short little clip of my podcast yesterday and it seemed to be working a little bit better than just the open air microphone on the phone so we'll see how this works i know when i get some more guests in it's going to be a little more difficult because we're not going to have the same headphones and the same microphone so if we have to have a split from audio to two different microphones it might be a little bit harder but hey what are you going to do uh, you guys don't need to hear about that stuff. You're just here to listen to whatever it is that I'm going to rant on. So, uh, yeah, whatever. It's been a good week. It's a good day so far. Um, like I already talked about the buying the cards. I kind of wish that could have went better, but no big deal. Um, tonight's the league for Tuesday night. I don't even know what the official name for it is. It's just our Tuesday night. Disc Golf League run by the Disc Junkie. Um, It was at Young's Run for a while, which is the course that most of us tend to play on most days. Um, It's a nicer course around here. It's one of our only 18-hole courses. For some reason, people like to uh, install 10- and 12-hole courses all the time. Instead of just making these courses that are almost A-plus courses, make them A-plus, but we keep... Installing these little side jobs just to put baskets in the ground. I I get the concept of growing the sport and getting some more available places to be able to play and to get these facilities in different eyes and different parks and different parts of parks and etc. But uh, I just don't like to do 10 projects at a C-level. I, 
I don't see the point in doing more work for less money. I feel like you would want to do less work for more money. Um, being able to improve on one thing to its entirety and then just work on the little ins and outs of that that course in this situation. If you can do that there, you're going to be able to move on to those other projects and then make those projects even better quicker. You just learned how to do it through one course. You did it quickly, you did it efficiently, and now you can go on and do it with another one and then start projects and keep working towards that finalized goal. But there is no point, I'm going to say this as bluntly as I can, there is absolutely no point in creating a permanent 10-hole course in our area. There are courses around here that can hold tournaments that are far beyond what these 9 and 10 hole and 12 hole courses can hold. Um, right across the border, 10 minutes over from N to PA, you have one championship style course in Buell Park. The other ones need to be revised a little bit, but eventually their goal is to be able to hold amateur, uh, junior worlds in 2020, I think he said. I mean... It's 2017, that's three years away. These people are trying to put together two, three, four, five championship-style courses within a half-hour radius of each other. While over here, we're trying to make eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve-hole courses and just see how many we can put in the ground and never improve on them later. Um, I know it's a lot easier said than done for all of this, and I know a lot of people get mad at me for not helping as much as I should be helping or as much as they think I should help for as much as I talk. But I want to be clear that every single time I have made a proposal about this in public or in person, I have said that if there is any help that needs to be done, whether it be my idea or somebody else's idea, if it makes sense, I will more than gladly help you with whatever it is that needs help. I, I'm all for the progress of the sport. Let's keep growing it. Let's make it as good as we can. There's no other reason for us to be here unless it's to enjoy our time and see what we can make the most of it with. But I'm not going to keep showing up to events that don't really change anything, or I'm not going to show up to meetings that discuss only the things that one person wants to discuss. And then if these ideas get brought up, which apparently we're not allowed to bring up in public, you're only allowed to bring it up in a private meeting. Fuck that. If you seriously think that's going to bring progress, come on. We live in 2017. It's the day of the internet. Transparency is key. I don't, I don't care what organization you're running. If you are transparent, you're going to get things done, and it's going to force you to get things done in the proper way because everybody is going to know about it. If you think, okay, so you can't even be talking about this in public according to them. But then if you show up to a meeting and you start to bring up these kinds of conversations with them, it's the same thing over again. Uh, I'm not going to point fingers at anyone. I'm not going to say who it is because we've all done it at one point. I've been on the other side of this coin plenty of times. There have been plenty of times where somebody is just suggesting something to me and I'm like, dude... What are you talking about? Like, what? where did this thought even come from? Why do you think this would ever work? This is exactly backwards from everything. 
we just got done talking about. But the difference in this scenario is that this is from... I I don't want to call myself a credible source, but... I don't have any original ideas about disc golf on my own. I will say that completely. I do not have any original ideas of disc golf. Everything I have learned in the last two years have been on the part of the top pros. I don't care if it's online. I don't care if it's on my page. If somebody's telling me something about the sport or if somebody is telling me what's going on, I go and find a reference from somebody credible reputable, it doesn't matter, somebody who knows what they're talking about in the sport so that I can get it figured out. This is a legitimate, legitimate obsession of mine, and I want to be able to get things right. I'm taking these opinions that I get from the pros, not through face-to-face, I'm just hearing their opinions on videos and hearing it over and over again, and then watching a video of them doing commentary and hearing them dive into it even more and express what it is they actually wanted to say in that in that two-minute thought that they couldn't really articulate on, but now they're on a platform where they get to talk for 27 minutes, so it's pretty easy to get the thought actually out in the air. These are where I'm getting my opinions. I'm not getting these opinions from the other local pros. I'm not getting these opinions from myself. I'm not getting these opinions from the other tournament directors or the other course designers that continue to put on these same sort of non-progressive events, creating non-progressive courses that are just little tiny courses that nobody ever ends up playing in the first place. Let's make some progress here for the sport. (sighs) But we still decide to make a sanctioned league at a course that just had a fundraiser, I don't know how many months ago, for their permanent tee pads, but now the park is going against their word to match the money. I don't know what the exact story is. That's not even the biggest part of it. The course is fine, the tee pads will get in when they get in, that's fine. This course was recently expanded to an 18-hole course. It used to be a 12-hole course, and now it's 18 but it's actually 17 because it didn't put in the one basket. They forgot to put in one basket, or maybe they didn't forget, maybe they're choosing not to put it in, or they're not allowed to put it in yet. It doesn't matter. You're putting in an 18-hole course where you want to hold sanctioned events, sanctioned league, sanctioned whatever, it doesn't matter. This is a PDGA-officiated... Why are you making... Such little mistakes, I guarantee you there is at least one basket to put in temporarily somewhere in that hole. On that hole. I don't care if it's the permanent position, it doesn't matter. If you're going to be holding these events, you have to have your maximum effort put into these sorts of courses. Uh, you have to have maximum effort put into the event. I, don't, I know it's only a league, guys. It's just a little tiny league. At some little course that is going to have less than 12 to 13 people there. I totally get it. I really do. But when you have a completed, somewhat manicured, full of information, full of traffic, course that is two minutes away from this course that you're deciding to go to currently, I just think it should have been waited on. I think 
I sound like I'm going on the soapbox and I'm I'm not thinking from both perspectives and this is my attempt of sitting back, but I'm just tired of having my thoughts not fully exposed because my words get twisted a lot and people don't listen to my full thought. And maybe I need to construct a thought better so that I can keep somebody's attention for longer. I don't know what the situation is. I don't I just wish that people could see this from my perspective. That's very selfish to say. But other people's perspectives as well. You can't be... A sanctioned league is, is difficult enough as it is because you have you have an entity where it's you versus the course in golf anyway. It's you playing the course and that's what's going on. You have a, a score of par. You're trying to get below par. That's golf. We all know that. In disc golf, you have a rating assigned to you as well, according to the average, basically over-under par of what you shoot, just to simplify things. But in a league, it gets calculated a little bit a little bit differently. So, <laughs> the sanctioned league has so much in play already. You do not want to add more variables, is my final point. When you can take away variables for a course that's better and closer, not closer, better and cleaner than the other course is at this particular time, it is always going to be more in your interest to take variables out of the situation than it is going to be to add variables. That's the bottom line for me. Off of my soapbox now, um... Aside from everything I just said, the course is fun. Like, it's really fun. And the only reason I get upset about this sort of thing is because I love the sport. I love the facilities that these courses are in. The nine-hole course, the ten-hole course, whatever, they're so fun. The nine-hole course that nobody plays, pretty much nobody ever plays, is at Kent Trumbull. And I love that place. It's like my number one practice facility. It's just, you can throw every single shot. You'll never lose a disc. Uh, you might lose a disc here and there, but it's an, an amazing little nine-hole practice course. And I wish they could turn that into 18, but I know it doesn't get enough traffic and whatever right now, but maybe if it was a full 18-hole course, more people would start showing up. But right now they know it's only a nine-hole course, and what they think is an open course because there's only two reviews online for it, you're going to have some... Of course, you're not going to be having traffic showing up. Um, My last comment on this also is that this 18-hole course that that I keep talking about that holds the one event of the year, but it also holds probably the most leagues around, it has... It's one of the courses that doesn't have... The good baskets. The new course that doesn't even have the full 18 baskets in is the course with the nicest baskets. And none of it really makes sense to me, but the area is... This is a primetime place for the sport. We have, I think, four to five clubs or leagues or whatever throughout the week. Um... On Saturday morning, there's a league. On Sunday evening, there's a league. On Tuesday night, there's a league. On Wednesday night, there's a league in Boardman. Thursday, I think there's a traveling group. 
The only days there aren't anything is Monday and Thursday, or Monday and Friday. I mean, most people are getting ready for their weekend or just getting out of their weekend on Monday and Friday anyway, so whoop-de-doo. Things could be so much better, but the traditional ways seem to be gripping it again. The only reason I talk about this for so long, I know nobody is so is interested enough to listen to 20 minutes of disc golf. I mean, I'm sure a few of you are, but there are certain aspects of government or leadership or groups or whatever that just need to be taken into consideration a little bit more. Um, like I always harp about, this is 2017. The less control you can have in a group, the better. Um, if you can have every single person with equal responsibilities, you're going to be a little bit happier with each other's role because you're not going to be having people looking up to each other and looking down to each other and feeling guilty and... Yes, I know. Communism doesn't work. I get it. But we have to strive towards something. It's not striving towards communism, but it's at least striving towards equal respect. And I think that's something to be accounted for whenever possible. But there are certain things that these people, in any small government or small leadership entity, there are things that you need to take into account for inside of your own situation, inside of other people's situations and scenarios, but also as a whole. This is my favorite saying, I need to figure out who I got this from because it's not an original statement of mine. You need to be able to just take the camera and zoom out. You need to zoom out and figure out what's going to be best for everybody in this situation. Because ultimately, if everybody is happy with what's going on, it's also going to better your experience with it. So let's keep making that happen. Let's bring these more leagues together. Let's have some more camaraderie with all of this going on. And we can make some bigger and better courses, bigger and better events. We can be around each other more. We can bring more money through. We can win more money during our leagues. We can have more products available to us at a cheap price. Sorry, had a little bit of a phone call. Don't exactly remember what I was talking about, but... I know that I was talking about government entities and the way that you see things for the group and to make it better, you have to be able to see it from a perspective of everybody because if everybody can be happy about it, it's going to help you be happy about it as well. Um, Like I said, I just got a phone call. It's really weird to interrupt a podcast with a phone call, but thank God this app's at least decent enough that I can pause it and just pick it right back up and we're tip-top Magoo ready to go, as Joey Diaz would say. Um... Crazy Bastard Big Cuban, he's such a funny dude, oh my god. If you haven't seen Joey Diaz comedy or podcast or whatever, I don't, I do not care what type of person you are, he's such a dirty comedian, like, you're gonna be feeling weird about it when you hear it for the first time, but he's one of those people, it's, (laughs) he makes the awkward not awkward anymore, he'll just make some, extremely dirty joke, and then he'll, you know me, dog, that's just how I am, and everything makes sense, it's just, I'm, I'm your Uncle Joey, we all have an Uncle Joey like me, you just gotta have an uncle that's fucked up sometimes, they know life, they're gonna teach you life too, 
that's Uncle Joey. That's Joey Diaz. He's Sometimes they're going to say some weird things. They're going to say some outlandish things. Tell you things that you probably never wanted to hear. But at the end of the day, you're going to be leaving with a smile because this guy is awesome. He's like your literal, literal uncle. He's wanting everyone to have a good time. Wants. He's such a drug advocate. I mean, he used to do hardcore cocaine and used to do hardcore everything. Talks about microdot acid on top of sheets of acid, on top of edibles, with cocaine, with ketamine, with PCP, with GHP, which he doesn't even know. He calls it GSP because he doesn't even care. He just says, hey, I'll try it. Columbus took a chance. Why shouldn't I? So (laughs) that's what you're working with here, guys. But Such a lighthearted, such a friendly dude. Wants everyone to just have a good time, no matter how what it takes to have that good time. Just find a way to do it for you, find a way to do it for everybody else, and see what happens from there. Go have a good time. You're here for however long you're going to be here, whether it's four months. You might Some people, some babies only live till four months, and it's a weird thing to drop in the middle of a conversation, but... Guys, there are literal human beings that don't make it past two years old, three years old. But then there are people who make it past 100. It doesn't matter how old you are. Let's just make the most of it, whether you're 17, you're 20, you're 30, or you're 40. Do what you got to do for you. Do what you got to do for everybody else. Make it the most. Today's a little bit different for me. Uh, Seems like I'm a ball of energy right now. It's just things have been a little different. Uh, Like I said, I didn't get as much sleep as I usually do. I've been sleeping like a baby lately. In high school, if you knew me or you saw me during the day before school, during school, after school, during baseball, after baseball, I was an asshole. It didn't matter what time you saw me. It didn't matter what you said to me. It didn't matter what I said to you. I wasn't very happy to see you, and I can be completely honest with that because I didn't sleep, guys. Like, I probably slept... Six to ten hours. I always call it eight to ten, but there's always the bad week. I did not sleep that much at all, and it sucks. It really, really sucks to have your body literally telling yourself, Hey, you need to shut down, or else you're literally going to shut down. Uh, If you're not getting this rest for eight hours a day, there's going to come a point or eight hours a night, six to eight hours, whatever. It's been happening since I was like 14 years old. But there's going to come a time in your life where this is going to catch up to you. And it finally did. All I can say is when I stopped sleeping, um, I shouldn't say stopped because it was a gradual thing. It's be a, a night here and there and then it turned into every night, whatever. Just snowballed out of control. But it happened because of the drugs, guys. Not drugs, not like cocaine, Joey Diaz drugs, cocaine, ketamine, whatever. We're talking about the medicine I got from my doctors. Um, I was taking... Let's see. I need to go through the routine again. It's a little scary to go back down this road, but it's okay to talk about. Two pills in the morning. Um, They were preventative headache migraine. It was one to keep away the daily headaches. 
and then it was one to keep away the onset migraines. Um, I don't know why they were paired on top of each other. I'm not a doctor, but it was never thoroughly explained to me as it should have been. I just know that that's what I was supposed to take, so I took it. And then I would take another preventative headache pill right around lunch. And then I would take another preventative headache pill right around 6, 7, 8. It depended when I had a baseball game. I wouldn't really take it in the middle of a game. I'd take it before or after, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah. I really wish I knew what those were called because to look it up now... And to be like, oh my god, I had how many milligrams of what in my body every day? I just want to know what it would do to me. Not do to me. It sounds like I'm trying to get fucked up. I want to know what it would physically feel like to take all of that medicine had my body not created a tolerance for it. I'm literally looking through the medicine cabinet right now to see if I have any of these left. But I don't need any of them anymore, guys. My... Even in college, when I first showed up to college, my entire dresser, top, whatever, it was filled with medicine. And it was scary to walk in there every day. I I thought it was kind of normal. I knew I had worse headaches than most people, but I knew that other people also carried around Tylenol in their purses, in their gym bags, whatever. I just figured, hey... If somebody has a cholesterol problem, they take medicine for this. I just have a headache problem. No, it got real bad. Those pills led me to sleep issues. Um, I firmly believe that's what caused it. It didn't have too many issues when I was young. Uh, I know I had, a, I had tubes in my ears at... Shoot, how young was I? It doesn't matter. I think it was like from two until like six. That sounds really weird. We'll say three to five just to be careful. I had tubes in my ears a lot when I was growing up and I would always wake up with ear infections and whatnot. So that kind of sucked. But if I didn't have health problems like that going on, I slept like a baby from what I remember. Uh, I could be wrong, but... It's pretty obvious that the migraines ended up coming on because of the the uh, the extra medicine. There's there's nothing else it could have been. Um, so so weird to think about now, thinking back on it. But man, like I said, just sleeping two hours last night, no CBD. It was weird. I mean, I didn't really sleep. It went right back to that restful sleep type of thing. But the bad part about all of this is that I went back to exactly what I used to do when I first woke up. Uh, Becca came and got me, like I said. The first thing I thought of was coffee. (laughs) That used to be my main thing in high school. I would leave the house, I would go to Circle K, and I would get two, sometimes three, large coffees. Large coffees, like big ones. I'd drink one full cup of coffee before I got to school. Um, I would drink one cup of coffee in first period, for sure. And then in order to not get in trouble by the principal, I would have to throw that cup away because he would be standing in the hallway 
making sure I didn't have my coffee. It's interesting story, but literally every single day that I was walking in the building, Mr. Brunstetter, you need to take the coffee and throw it away. I'm like, hey, dude, we go over this every single day. Cups already empty. I don't want to stash the cups in my car. All I'm doing is bringing the cup inside to throw it away. It's not that big of a deal. All right, this happens every day. Try to just throw it away somewhere else next time. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. So then I'd have my backup coffee tucked conveniently into the side of my gym bag pocket and pull that out for first period. Uh, after first period was done, I had my first coffee, first, second coffee all the way done. And then I would go to Spanish. In Spanish, I would have more coffee. I would take coffee from Spanish to fourth period. I would come back to the classroom during sixth period and get more coffee. After baseball, I would go get coffee and then play baseball. And by the time I got home, I was running off of caffeine. (laughs) It's so bad. I don't know why I didn't just go get like a green tea or something like that. There's a little bit more... Or a little bit less caffeine, it would be a little bit more healthy for me. Give me a little bit healthier of a start to the day, but... Guys, it's... When you get restless sleep, when you don't have that... Oh, it's called deep sleep something. There are different types of sleep, obviously. There are different stages. But there's... I think it's short wave and long wave sleep. It's... There are certain sleep medicines where you take this medicine and then your short wave, your sleep goes into a short wave sleep cycle, which will end up making you sleep longer, but it won't be as deep of a sleep. Whatever, yeah. When you have CBD in your system, your long wave receptors will be more active, but your REM sleep will actually deactivate, so you'll have less dreams that you, well... You'll have the same amount of dreams. You will remember less dreams, but you'll sleep for a shorter amount of time with a more restful sleep. So that's what I deal with right now. I don't sleep for as long as sleep six to seven hours now, which is amazing, but a lot of people sleep eight to nine hours still, even at my age. But I I sleep a full six to seven hours every night, feel fully refreshed, and I go about my day. But going back to the two hours that I didn't even really sleep for it just kind of sucked so i don't know i'm still running off of some of that caffeine i got physically jittery it was kind of funny i was talking about this yesterday how i've been drinking a lot of decaf lately and there was a study going on about caffeine yeah if you want to hear about that go listen to yesterday's podcast i'm not bringing it back up and wasting time talking about that but Today was one of those days where I just got jittery from caffeinated coffee. I've been drinking decaf a lot lately, and it just feels really weird, guys. Um, It feels really weird. My day has been not blurred. It's a normal day, but everything I'm doing, it's just like even the last five minutes, I was pacing around my living room. Normally, I'd just be sitting in the couch, just not even really moving, just relaxing, I'm normally just a crazy laid-back person. Um, (laughs) It's a different beast when I don't sleep, guys. A little worried. Not really worried, but it's just a different kind of day for me. Um, 
I'm going to have CBD. I think there's CBD in Becca's car. It's literally right here, and I just haven't gotten it. But I don't want to take the CBD and then want to go to sleep. I'm going to have to stay up for the rest of the day because I want to go to this league. I need to go pick up Becca at 4. I've just got a few things I need to do, so I want to stay awake. But tonight's going to be sweet because all of this jitteriness from caffeine, all of this whatever is just going to be gone. I'm going to sleep my full night and get back onto my schedule. So... Very interesting how getting out of your routine for basically just the night can screw up your day, your night, whatever, and it just not really screw you up, it's it's whatever you make of it, it doesn't have to do that, but throwing you off pattern a little bit is just so dumb, so dumb. It's a reward system in the human body that we don't really consider so much, but if you're not sleeping, you're not going to get the reward of a happy, healthy energized day it's just not that kind of a thing your entire mood is going to change your entire outlook on life whatever but hey this is one day i've had to deal with it in the last i think i've been taking cbd for the last two full years maybe it's only one and a half years yeah i think it's one and a half but i've had full night sleeps for the last year and a half i haven't had to have many nights like this at all lately it's just it's weird to revisit this and walk back down memory lane and see life through this perspective again because it is a little different. It's it's weird. It's, I, I can definitely say weird. But, uh, yeah, I've been running around today trying to find and create some free time while also making money. It's really weird and hard to do right now. Um, it sounds like I'm complaining and I'm not really looking for anything, but it's all I do, guys. (laughs) All I do is look for ways to make money all day long, all night long. Last night I wasn't sleeping that well, and I know the key is to keep off of your phone. Try laying in bed for four hours straight and not being able to fall asleep. You eventually find some entertainment. I was looking around, looking for jobs, looking for ways to make money online, looking for this, that, whatever, looking for ways to make money once I get my car, looking for ways to do this, that, looking for entrepreneur-type, um, uh, not really books, but I guess blogs, it's not still not the word, article, not really, just basic little Reddit sites, I want to say, just be, just to get some little snippets of information, some whatever. One-line things to remember for the rest of my business career that I'm trying to create, whatever. Um, I was looking at tax sale, sales tax um, information, seeing how hard it is to get that going. One day I'd like to have be a retailer for disc golf discs um, for whatever. I've been looking everywhere. Uh, it's it's exhausting. I don't have a ton of money in my pocket right now. When I have more money, it's a lot easier to just get things going and buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell and do this that and do some trades and then sell the trades and trade more and then yeah. Playing that game is really fun for me. <laughs> really fun, but just haven't been eight exactly in it for the time being because I don't have that steady income of the 20 to 30 hours a week getting some extra cash to be able to pay and pay your bills and set something aside so that you can have that fun and make an extra buck or two but 
like I said, the momentum is shifting back in my favor. I'm not willing to even claim that it ever shifted away from my favor. I feel like I've been in control the whole time because if I don't feel in control, then what am I even doing? I have to be in control. It's my job as a human being on the surface of this to be in control of myself at all times. But it's fun. <laughs> Struggling like this is really fun. Um, finding ways to do things, seeing things from a different perspective, seeing what other people do when they're needy. Some people have to live like this every single day for the rest of their life, and I might have to also. Knowing how to do that and knowing that there are people out there that do this sort of thing is a very humbling experience, and it's fun. It sounds so terrible to say, but it really is just an experience worth living for. It's worth working for. It's worth experiencing, like I said. It's fun to be going through the struggle. It's fun to find yourself out of the struggle every single day. It's fun to get into a bigger struggle than the day before and then get yourself out of that struggle. It's it's life in, life out, guys. It's that's the moral of the story on this uh, earth. It's like I call it from Jordan Peterson. He said it probably the best of anyone else. This is the story of earth and how we've, we're here and how this planet resides in the universe with a revolving sun that supplies us life and heat and everything else that we need. This is the greatest story ever told so far, but we get to experience it here. So, My last thing I want to talk about is I've been having this weird little... Okay, so there are some disc golf pages. I'm not going to say what they are specifically, but we call them a waffle. And if you take away the first letter of waffle and replace it with an R, you know what I'm talking about. It's a weird little Facebook roll, whatever. You can't really hold these sanctioned events because it's considered something that you shouldn't be doing on there. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, some people get mad about it. Some people, hey man, you're going outside of the Facebook rules. Yeah, well you go outside of the lines when you're looking at your phone while you're texting down the road. But nobody can sit there and type a message to you yet saying, hey man, get back on the side of your road. You're outside of the lines of the rules of the road. Same thing. It's not that big of a deal, um, but it is to some people. I want to know how you can run... These sorts of things with gift cards. I know as a 20-year-old, it would be so cool to have a $25 Amazon gift card available for to me if I paid for a $2 piece of paper that gave me a 1 in 20 chance of winning this gift card. Um, the person taking the time out of their day and picking these gift cards that they think will draw some interest, get to make a few dollars for taking the time out of their day. Uh, some other people can do it by buying and selling them in bulk and being able to do these sorts of things to make more money for themselves. But it'll also give people who don't have that much money a way to at least try to find a way to give these little tiny sums of money every now and again to hopefully get lucky for that 25, 50, 75, 100, 200, 300 dollar gift cards for Amazon, Walmart. It doesn't matter. These things can help people big time. And I know it's a little bit away from our current standard of the market, but I would love to be able to purchase a 1 in 20 chance to win a $50 gift card for $2. Sure, why not? I'll do it once a week. I'll do it twice a week. I mean, 
I would love to run something like this, and I would like to get a community going, but don't know how to do it. Don't know if Facebook's the best way. I know of tons of groups that do these sorts of things, but it would definitely be a cool thing for a podcast community too because on my Facebook page, I would love to just put referral codes and to put coupon codes and to do everything, just help out the community and get them some cheaper things or free things or do whatever. That's the point of all of this. Let's create a community fun for everybody. I mean, it sounds so stupid and so elementary, but I'm 20 years old. I don't care if I'm 90 years old. We all want to have a decent time here. So I would just want to help out the community. I want to help out the people that might be in the same situation that I've been in before and get some get some gifts for some people for a little bit cheaper. I mean, let's do it. I just don't know how to do it. Don't know what medium to take it in. Um, any thoughts, comments, whatever, I would appreciate it. I'm going to be out for today, guys. Uh, 45 minutes is a decent amount for me, especially by myself. All is well. Um, one second. I am trying like crazy to find some people to be guests on the podcast. Um, it's going to take some time, obviously. It doesn't help that I had this last week of being busy and not being around, well, I guess you can say I chose to not create a podcast. I could have done an eight-minute segment and done it whatever, but that's my fault. It's taking a little bit to get into the groove, but I love doing this. It's not very hard work at all. Can't wait to have some more conversations with some people, and hopefully, like I said, I can get some people some cool deals out of it, and we can get some coupons. We can get some free stuff going. We can get some cool conversations for people to listen to and learn from. Um, get, Like I said, coupons and free stuff. Let's... Let's keep the ball rolling and let's keep the community growing, guys. Um, Try to keep it real today, so hopefully you keep it real with everyone in your life. No bullshit for anybody. Uh, keep it real, keep it fun, keep it friendly, and let's make the experience the best of it for ourselves and for everyone else. Later.